Hi guys, my name is Jason L. Parker and welcome to the Engage Athletics Leadership Podcast. Yes, this is the show that's all about helping ADs and coaches find their way. Here we'll discuss clarity, goal setting, best practices, and everything in between. We want you to thrive internally with our families and in our positions as ADs and coaches. Enjoy the show. In today's What's Going On segment, I want to make sure to let you guys know that this is the last installment in this month's topic, Nurturing New Leaders. Each month, we present a new topic, and we have different segments or aspects of the topic that we look at each week. Uh, This month's, or this week's rather, episode was awesome. We talked to John Scrimoloa, AD out of Florida. And he brings so much energy, he brings so much innovation that it even inspired me to do some things differently. So I really hope that you dig into this episode. Uh, If you don't get something out of this one, it's because you're not listening hard enough. Uh, Really good. Uh, and And what's really impressive is he's only in his second year as an AD. But when it comes to leadership, he's really found his niche and he's really doing some things that can transform your program as well as your team. So I hope you take a listen and enjoy the episode. That's what's going on. In today's extra point, where we take the time to really give you guys a couple of extra points that couple of tools and tips that'll really help you in your walk, in your everyday journey as an athletic director and as a coach. Today, I have to give a shout out to the Squirtle app. Squirtle keeps me informed no matter where I'm at, whether I'm hosting an event or running to one. Um, It's a great app to know what the scores are in your area. uh, And they also offer various sports that they um, give sport give scores for. They do a great job finding reliable sources so you know you can trust that that score is correct. They even have a radio option or an audio option where you can listen to the radio feed connected with that sport. And so with uh, football playoffs going on and basketball getting started, um, Squirtle is going to be your go-to place to stay informed. And that is today's extra point. And welcome to the Engage Athletics Podcast, where we have a great guest for you today. He hails from Lake Asbury, Florida, out of Ridgeview High School, and it's actually just his second year as an AD, but this guy is already serving as a leader and putting himself out there, stretching himself each and every day. He's somebody who I I love to see his LinkedIn post and listen to his videos I'm talking about John Scramolo from Ridgeview High School. John, are you here? Hey, Jason. How's it going? Doing well. Thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. I love the Engage Athletics Leadership Podcast. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, John, can we start off by just telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today? 
Sure. So uh, I'm actually from Clay County, uh, just south of Jacksonville, Florida. I'm a graduate of Clay High School uh, over in Green Cove Springs. Uh, out of high school, I'm a big baseball guy. I got a baseball background. I got an uh, offer out of high school to play baseball at Flagler College in St. Augustine, Florida. They're a Division II school in the Peach Belt Conference. Um, it was actually my only offer out of high school, uh, and I, I was just very blessed and, and fortunate to get that offer. But uh, played for four years at Flagler College. Um, made the most of my student-athlete experience there. Had a great time. Learned a lot from the athletic director there, Judd Damon. And uh, Flagler's a really special place uh, for me. Um, my senior year, I was, I was blessed. I, I got drafted by the Los Angeles Dodgers in the 37th round. And I uh, got to play two seasons of professional baseball out in Arizona in the Arizona Rookie League. Um, had a great time out there. And when that dream was over, I uh, came back and I, I taught one year um, at Clay High School, my, my alma mater. And uh, was the assistant baseball coach there. And we lost in the state championship to Tampa Jesuit. Uh, got to coach a really talented group of individuals. Uh, and um, nine of our 10 seniors played Division One baseball. And uh, they did really well. And uh, from there, I got offered uh, to teach business at Ridgeview High School. And got offered the head baseball job there. So uh, Ridgeview, I ended up teaching uh, a mix of business and TV production for three years and was the head baseball coach. And, uh, and then two years ago, uh, an opportunity came open to become the athletic director. And uh, being an AD is something that I've always wanted to do. Um, you know, any, any, any time I get a chance to improve my reach and affect a great thing. So, uh, you know, the wheels have been rolling since then and uh, going on year, riding year two here at, at Ridgeview. And, We've got some real special things going on at Ridgeview High School. It's, it's a very special place, and uh, it's a great place to, to be a student athlete. Yeah, well, I, I love your leadership. I love what you're doing um, as far as keeping it cutting edge and, like I said, really stretching yourself. This month's podcast is about nurturing new leaders, and this week in particular, I want to talk about the three levels of leadership. And because for me, one of the things that stuck out about you was the fact that you were operating on that third and highest level, what I refer to as the leadership level. And I just want to walk our guest a little bit through how you get there, how, because obviously there are other levels. And and what I find is we, we naturally kind of gravitate to those levels that are easiest for us. Right. You know, I, those levels are defined as as the doing level, the managing level and the leadership level. And I kind of want to start with with level one, which is the doing level, which is important. We all we, we all have jobs to do. We all have things to do. Um, but first, I guess I'll, my first question is, how when are you most effective or what are you doing when you're most effective at the doing level? Well, you know, when, when it comes to the doing level, I think the, the term that comes to mind for me is time management. Um, you know, at our high school, our, our school hours are from 7 to 2.30. Um, oh. 7 to one forty is when students are actually on campus. So obviously as an athletic director, especially in the high school realm, when you have teachers on campus, that's going to be – uh, kind of your most busy time as far as coaching, coaches coming in and out of your office, student athletes coming in and out of your office. So in terms of doing, 
you're really not going to be able to get a ton done during that time. Um, right. You know, you know, I think I think a lot of people throw around the term open door policy, um, which while that is good to be visible with your people and it's also good for them to know that you are there uh, should they need to communicate, you got to have time to get that doing, you know, like you said, the doing tasks done. So for me, I get my most doing uh, items, so to speak, done um, when school is not in session. So that's uh, all. I'm, I'm a very big early riser. Uh, I wake up really early in the morning. Luckily, my wife has a kind of a, a far commute. Not luckily, but it just kind of it is what it is. Uh, she's got a, a kind of a far commute to work every day. So I get to school kind of well, well before time, you know, maybe six, six thirty in the morning. And I tend to get my most work done before students get on campus. Um, there's also there's also kind of a time frame in there. Uh, second to fourth period, we have six periods um, where I kind of block that time off to where if I have to shut my door, I will uh, to get the things done for the day, whether that is getting the money box ready for that night's game, uh, you know, fi- uh, finishing off some emails, making phone calls, the kind of managerial uh, type things. Um, but really, it's, it's all about time management. I think that uh, as an AD, you've really got to be effective in in prioritizing what is important for your day Uh, I think that's where some people might get caught up and they might think that some minuscule task which can be done right before the game that doesn't necessarily matter they could spend that time doing something for something later in the week but it it really just depends And, and you know your team you know your people around you you know your school best better than anybody else so do it as far as the doing level it's all about time management that that's an incredible answer and i hope the guests can can appreciate the depth of that because where i was going to go next is to kind of ask you how do you get out of the doing level because we all know that that we have to to do but we got to delegate a lot of those doing tasks and and i love your answer because you basically get your work done early so there's not as much to do in times when you should be leading, you know, you, you remove kind of those impediments and, and that's an absolutely great answer. Well, you know, I think the, the main thing is, is for me, it's just, I, I'm a very stress adverse kind of person, I guess you could say. And the more things that I can get done in advance, um, I know that those things are off my list and, uh, and, you know, and, and who doesn't like, and, you know, watching the game and being engaged in the game when the game's going on, you know, I think, right. I think it's, it's very important to have fun at this. You know, I, th- I think sometimes ADs are some of the most stressed out people on campus and, and you might be able to alleviate some of that stress by, you know, making that list and prioritizing uh, uh, what's most important. All right. That's huge. I mean, you, you literally open yourself up to more opportunities, the leadership, just because you're knocking out that doing level. And, and right. sometimes, I mean, I'm in a position where I do have a secretary and some assistant ADs, um, but not everybody has that situation. And so no question. if you're in a position where you can't delegate a lot of those tasks, um, you know, that's something that's so important is, is, is managing that time and, and getting them done. And not just because so many of us, I've been in a position, been guilty of, well, I'm going to get this done during the day, you Mm -hmm. know, and inevitably you're behind the eight ball when that day starts and then something breaks and then there's an issue and (laughs) that goes out the window, you know, Mm -hmm. so you're not even trying to get to the, 
to the leadership level, you're still chasing that doing those doing tasks. So I, that, that was a, that was a, a, a million dollar answer right there. So I appreciate that. Next, obviously there's what I call the managing level. And, and this is where we're kind of localized. We're, we're not doing, but we're more so managing a situation. It may, may be managing an event, but it's localized in that it has a, an effect on one person or on one part of our program. Can you tell me a little bit on, on how you how you deal in that managing level? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things that's very important is to make sure that everyone on your team is beating to the same drum or everyone on your team is on the same page, so to speak. Uh, I'm a big fan during football season uh, for Ridgeview, and I'm sure in Oklahoma, high school football is, you know, for us, Friday nights is it's the Super Bowl every Friday night. Oh, yeah. um, you know, we try to we try to make it an event more so than just a game. We know we, we want to create an atmosphere where people in our community actually want to attend the game, not because just to watch our student athletes, but because the environment's fun, you know, and um, and uh, before before every football season, I sit down with our head football coach, our band director, our, our head cheerleading coach, our public address announcer. We have a meeting, all five of us, and we sit and we, you know, I ask each of them, what is a perfect Friday night for you? And when I say you, I mean you, the cheerleaders, and you, the band, and you, the public address announcer. So in front of everyone, everyone gets to share exactly what they want, so to speak. And then I believe it's my job as the athletic director to try to integrate all of those wants and needs to make the, to make the event run smoothly. And, uh, and I think, you know, you really kind of, you really kind of build positive relationships with your team when you show that much investment, so to speak. Um, and, uh, and, and really it, it's kind of nice because the band director knows that the football team's going to, going to enter the field at 6 52 PM. He knows that from the meeting and the schedule that you sent him. So, um, you know, really, I'm just, I'm really big on making sure everyone's in the loop. Uh, you know, I've always told people that no one has ever said, man, that guy communicates too much. Uh, right. I, I send a ton of emails, uh, and, and that's kind of my my form of communication. Um, I think it's important though that you got to communicate effectively. So um, you know, my emails I try to not send novels. It's really kind of uh, I had a, I had a uh, business communication professor at Flagler College, uh, Paula Hollenschock. I'll never forget her, and her thing with business emails was be bright, be brief, and be gone. And right. uh, and I try to try to live by that every day, but. Managing, I think it's really important to make sure that everyone is on the same page and uh, that's going to eliminate a lot of issues that would normally, you know, arise during most situations. Well, I think that's a great answer. And inevitably, I think that our, our managing reflects our leadership and, and reflects a lot of those vision, that vision and, and the the different objectives that we have held um, to kind of create our mission and, and everything that goes into leadership. Mm -hmm. There are kind of little aspects of your leadership in each managing situation. How, how, how does that look like? What does that look like for you in terms of, you know, I'm managing an angry parent or I'm managing this football game. Uh, like you said, different tasks that we go about, but also, infusing these 
these managing situations with little bits and tidbits of your leadership? How does that look? Well, you know, the number one priority that, that we have and, and, and our coaches can tell you at Ridgeview High School is our student-athlete experience. Um, you know, our kids only get four years of high school. And let's face it, the broad majority of high school student-athletes don't get to play collegiate athletics and definitely don't get to play professional athletics. So our job, at least, you know, at Ridgeview High School is to ensure that every student-athlete has a great experience so whether it's dealing with parents or it's dealing with a game environment situation or, you know, who, you know, maybe a conflict with a coach and another coach um, at the end of the day, we're coming back to that student athlete experience. And we want, we want our kids to have a good, you know, a good time while they're under our care. Um, you know, I'm really big on life lessons through sport. Um, you know, I think it's very important that, um, you know, you're going to, you're going to learn when you win and you're going to learn even more when you lose. And, uh, and I think that, you know, all of us, most, most athletic directors can, a big reason you're probably an athletic director is because throughout your life at some point through athletics, you know, you, you, you found a fire or you found a passion, uh, probably because of some adversity or maybe it was a triumph, but, um, you know, I think that it's just very important that all of our kids have a great student athlete experience. And, and that's the one thing I would say that the big theme that you, that you would see through my leadership is it always comes back to the student athlete. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you do a great, great job of, of crafting those messages. I, I would imagine that you're just as adept at, at putting them in everyday language and infusing them in the everyday situation. So that is awesome, man. Um, I want to talk about the highest level. And, okay. and I don't know if I mean it from the highest level in that uh, the other levels aren't as important because I do believe they're equally important. But I want to prioritize this level because so many times we don't get there as leaders, as people who should be stepping in a leadership role. We chagrin this level. We We don't pay attention to it because – Obviously, doing comes naturally, and then managing kind of happens. But leading is something altogether different. Uh, I refer to the leadership level as when you're in your zone of promoting vision, of pushing forward goals that encompass an entire program or an entire department. So if you're a coach, you may be speaking to your entire program, top to bottom, junior high to high school. If you're an AD, you may be speaking to uh, maybe your entire spring sports season or fall sports or maybe even the entire department. And so um, I just find that, that leadership is so important, and I want to give more uh, athletic leaders tools to operate at this level. What does the leadership level look like for you, and how do you make time for it? Well, you know, I, I think the, the big thing here with leadership in terms of the actual leading aspect of the three levels is you got to find you have to find ways as an athletic director to make a small adjustment that makes a big impact. And, and what I mean by that is there are ways that you can communicate with your student athletes um, and your coaches that are effective, that don't take a bunch of money. They don't take a bunch of time. 
and uh, and they they get your point across. Uh, and, and like I said, it, it's super effective, and, and it invites change or invites action. And that, to me, the biggest thing that I've seen over the two years that I've been at Ridgeview is social media. If you want to effectively communicate with a student athlete that's fourteen to eighteen year eight that is fourteen to eighteen years old, the most effective way to do that is to put something on Instagram. I, I would just tell you they. And, you know, I think this is where some older ADs might be holding themselves back by not adapting to the society and the culture that we live in today. Um, Whether we personally enjoy these social media platforms or not, it's kind of irrelevant. Uh, It kind of goes back to that student athlete experience. If I want to if I want to tell our entire school about the basketball game on Thursday night versus Orange Park High School, the most effective way for me to do that is to put out a picture on Instagram with all of the details. Um, right. You know, leadership wise, the, the thing that we've came up with this year, that's very important. And, uh, and uh, I think even our teachers have even kind of bought into our, our kind of our motto and our mantra this year is we're using the hashtag we rise uh, in Ridgeview. Our, our main logo is called the chiseled R. So we use the hashtag capital W lowercase E capital R I S E. And, um, you know, it's, it's very important that our school academically to be an A school. I mean, that's the ultimate goal, putting athletics aside. We really want to provide the best education first. And, um, and last year we were a B school and, and we missed it by three points. And, uh, and I was talking to the teachers at, at our first faculty meeting and, and I was explaining our mission of we rise and we rise is everything that we do. It's academically, athletically relationally we just want to rise to be our best and uh, and you can see that all over our campus um leonard's photography has done an awesome job helping us promote our student athletes uh we have posters all over our campus of uh anywhere from game day posters to schedules to uh every once in a while we'll have a motivational message and on every single thing that we put out, whether you're looking at social media or on campus or, or even at games, it has hashtag we rise on it. And right. uh, I really think that's been something that our whole community has been able to rally around, uh, especially people that are either attending Ridgeview, uh, parents of Ridgeview, um, you know, uh, sponsors, whatever it might be. People have really been able to rally around and get behind we rise. So I think that's, that's something, and, 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 you know, you know, Jason, like I was saying, that's something that it didn't cost us any money to do that. Um, you know, it's something that, that you could do at your school. Any athletic director, I would really invite you every year to have some sort of message. Uh, right. and, and you would want it to, you'd want it to be two things. Number one, you'd want it to relate to your demographic, your, your stakeholders. And number two, in my opinion, it needs to be positive. It needs to be something uplifting. It needs to be something that everybody can rally around. That's awesome. And, and that's my mission is leadership. I mean, because you're affecting the whole everything. I mean, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. Teachers, every, students, everybody. Right. You're, you're affecting every stakeholder. I mean, you're going even beyond your department mm-hmm. and you're doing so much and you're doing it with intention. But it, it's not a necessarily a, a, a doing task. It's not obviously managing a situation. You're going beyond those levels and you're saying, hey, how can we make an impact? How can we move this thing in a certain direction? And I love that. And, and I got to ask, 
it, obviously you're you're locked into social media, um, and, and that's a huge way to make an impact. What are some other things? What are some other forums that you create, whether it be a meeting or uh, an opportunity to kind of cast that vision? Well, one of the things, uh, you know, I would say our number two, our number two priority, uh, it, it still ties in with student athlete experience, but our number two priority at Ridgeview High School would probably be sportsmanship. Uh, like I said, I, we, I, I tell our coaches all the time that we've got to walk the walk. We can't simply, you know, uh, one of my favorite quotes of all time from Jocko Willink, uh, the Jocko podcast is uh, he's an ex Navy SEAL. And his quote is, it's not what you preach. It's what you tolerate. And, uh, and I think that with us, with sportsmanship, I, I just know that at the end of the day, most of our student athletes are not going to be athletes. They're going to be students. They're going to be fathers. They're going to be lawyers. They're going to be, you know, financial accountants, whatever it may be. Um, and, and we're really trying to create great people. Uh, one of the small things that I've implemented that's made a huge impact is the game environment statement. So at all Ridgeview athletic events where we have a public address system with a microphone, uh, football, you know, in particular, uh, we have a wireless mic down on the field right before the coin toss. Uh, They announced that we will now have the reading of our game environment statement. Uh, Our quarterback, uh, which was Tyler Huff this year, great young man. um, He reads the first part and then we ask the visiting coach to send over one of their student athletes to read the second part. And, uh, and that the, pretty much the game environment statement goes something like this. Uh, we'd like to welcome everyone to tonight's game between the Ridgeview Panthers and the Orange Park Raiders. We see this playing field as an extension of our classroom environment where, where we learn dignity and respect for others. And then Tyler passes the microphone to the other student athlete. And they say that uh, we would ask that you would please support your respective team in a positive manner. Please treat all fans, coaches, officials, and spectators with respect, and we hope you enjoy the game. And that little thing, just having that game environment statement has caused so many great environment situations for us where when parents actually hear that coming from the student-athletes, um, I think it kind of hits home, so to speak, and, and it kind of disarms some people that might be, you know, this is a huge rivalry game these two teams hate each other. This is going right. to be a war. It kind of, it kind of dis, disarms that a little bit and brings people back down to, you know what, these are some high school kids that are going to have a great time and, and it's going to be a really good game. And I'm really proud at Ridgeview High School this past year won the uh, Florida High School Athletic Association 6A Fred E. Roselle Sportsmanship Award, which is the uh, wow. sportsman. It's a sportsmanship award for the entire state in our classification. And I couldn't, couldn't be prouder of our coaches and our student athletes. That's amazing, man. I've never heard that done quite that way. That's a great idea. But what I love even more is that you guys are being recognized and you hear all the time, uh, you can't move what you, what you can't met, what you don't measure. And right. it's obvious that you guys are putting in some, some initiatives to get it done. And you guys are able to measure the impact based on an award like that. You know, and so that 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 is unbelievable. I love I love what you're putting out there from a leadership perspective. All that stuff is great. Well, I also want to uh, ask you some questions that we ask every single guest here. And they're called our three to go. And the three to go is really just to kind of get into 
what makes you tick, what, what makes you who you are, what allows you to survive and be your best, survive and thrive, so to speak. And uh, so here we go. First and foremost, uh, when are you at your best, John, and how do you get there? When am, I, when am I at my best and how do I get there? I would say that I'm at my best uh, when I have a platform. Um, and, and, and I would say that that platform could be in front of student athletes, in front of coaches, in front of peers, in front of uh, fans. Um, uh, you know, and I guess how, how would I get there? Um, anytime I have the opportunity to, to send a message um, whether that is, um, you know, trying to, to spread our, our culture with our student athletes or hype up the crowd at the football games. Or uh, I also am just blessed to emcee our pep rallies at our school. And every, after every pep rally, I'm sitting there thinking, I can't believe they pay me to do this. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but no, any, I, I really enjoy speaking. And I think I'm, I'm at my best uh, when I have opportunities to, to, to engage in, in a speaking engagement. Well, it's obvious that you're a natural and I would just in- encourage and I'm so encouraged by the fact that just two years in, you're already infusing what makes you tick, what makes you come alive into everything you're doing. You know, you're not waiting for opportunities to lead. You're not waiting for opportunities to speak and do what you love to do. And that's what I encourage so many athletic leaders you got into this for a reason and there's an element of your role. I don't care what capacity you're in that allows you to do what you're really good at and what, what gets you to be in your best and whatever that is. I don't care if it's speaking. I don't care if it's lending a helping hand. I don't care if it's creating programs that, that run on time and, and on target, whatever it may be. Uh, these are, um, these are ways that you come alive and they're ways that you find your purpose and you just get into that rarefied air. And I can tell even just a couple years in that, that you're there, man. So that's really inspirational. Appreciate it. Next question is how do you practice learning? And this is actually something I, I wanted to talk about a little earlier, but skipped over it. Uh, it's obvious that as a leader, you study other leaders. And I think that's a huge component that other people miss. And so just talk about not only, um, you know, how you study, how you practice learning in whatever area that may be, uh, but how you practice learning as a leader. No question, Jason. You know, I think the, um, the, one of the things that I learned extremely fast, and I mean extremely fast when I became an athletic director was I don't know everything. And, right. And I think it's very important that all of us as leaders humble. I mean, you've got to be humble. Right. You have, it, it, for me personally, I try to go into every situation with an open mind thinking, I don't know anything about this. Even if right. I do, even if I do, uh, one of my mentors, he's actually, he's, he's a little bit older than me, um, but his name is Zach Bove. And he is a, uh, he was the pitching coach and recruiting coordinator for central Florida community college. And, mm-hmm. and Zach, Zach told me back in college, he was my teammate at Flagler. He told me, you know, he always mentioned the word lifelong learner. And, uh, and I kind of watched Zach and, and uh, he, he did a lot of reading and listening to podcasts. And that's really how I got turned on to, to, to listening to podcasts. And every time I'm, when I work out, all I do is listen to podcasts. That's, that's right. my, it's, 
it's my time to kind of multi multitask and, and unwind, but really listen. I mean, there's so many really good podcasts out there that you can mine, you know, very valuable information. Like I said earlier, uh, the Jocko podcast is, is, uh, he's an ex Navy seal, uh, that, that led in the battle of, of Ramadi in Iraq. Uh, and, and he just, he unbelievable leadership, um, techniques and tactics you can take away from that podcast. So I learn by listening to podcasts. I read books. Um, uh, I watch people that are successful. Um, you know, I, I heard on one of your previous podcasts, um, that you're an average of the five people you hang out with most. So any opportunity that I have to speak with people that are successful or people that have been successful in the past, I do so. And, and really, I think the big thing is you can't be scared. You know, you can't Mm -hmm. be scared. You can't be scared to ask questions. You can't be, you can't be nervous to think, Oh, well, this person may not have time for me. Cause I think the one thing that you'll find is people that are successful got there because people helped them and, and they want to help others too. So um, really it, it all comes back to uh, I ask a lot of questions, you know, and some people might think that that might be annoying sometimes, but that's how I learn. I ask a lot of questions, listen to podcasts, listen to books, but most importantly, probably I go into situations very humbly and try to learn as much as I can about those situations. Incredible. Well, listen, last and three to go is why does this work matter to you? And what that really means is obviously you're, you're new to the profession, but obviously you're here quite intentional. Mm -hmm. And so what is it that draws you to this? Why, why is it that you wanted to become an AD and why do you operate at a high level as AD? Why does this work matter to you? Two things come to mind. Uh, the first thing would be my student athlete experience when I was a student athlete. Uh, when I was in school, uh, Kevin Stafey, who's actually now the assistant principal at Ridgeview, where I work, <laughs> it's kind of cool. He's actually one of my mentors as well. Mm. He was an awesome athletic director. I mean, he just he made our high school experience fun, and, and, and everything that we did was valid, and it was important, and, uh, and it was great. And then the other person was Judd Damon, the athletic director at Flagler College. Um, like I said, I mean, I just, I, 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 got an, I got a degree in business, but I think I got a de- more of a degree in life there, you know. Uh, and, and it was because of those two, kind of those two guys that I'm like, man, you know what? I really want to be an athletic director and affect student athletes. And, and that's the one thing that keeps me going, I think, is, seeing student athletes develop from when they're freshmen to when they're seniors and watching them grow up, watching them develop, watch them go through the recruiting process, uh, seeing the smiles and the tears on senior night, um, seeing the smiles and the tears on signing day. Um, and then even having the alumni come back, I think it's, it's just cool to, it's cool to drive a culture. It's cool to drive an individual. And at the end of the day, I think it's, it's just awesome that, you, you know, you know, you had a hand in it. And, and most importantly, I think I'm a big fan of people that leave places better than when they got there. And, um, and that's always my goal every day is, uh, you know, there's a, there, I'm a big quote guy and you, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. So I want to make sure that we're getting better every day. 
Well, John, that's awesome stuff, man. And I just encourage you to keep doing what you're doing because you're doing so many of the right things. And I hope more athletic leaders, no matter what capacity they're in, continue to just stretch themselves, continue to find their purpose, uh, continue to know who they are so they can be their best for others, students and coaches. So I love that, man. Thanks for joining us today. And uh, where can people find you? So uh, I'm on uh, I'm on social media. You can find me on Twitter at Coach Scromolo, uh, and that's Coach S G R O M as in money O L O. Uh, if you want to see what we're doing at Ridgeview High School, you can follow us on Facebook at Ridgeview Panthers Athletics, and our Twitter feed is at RHS Athletics 18. And for those on Instagram, which is uh, we do a lot of Instagram, and like I said, that's the most effective for our student athletes. It's at Ridgeview Panthers Athletics on Instagram. Listen, I'd encourage you all to follow this guy because he is a rising star. Um, you mentioned the, some of us that are slower with the social media. And if that's you, well, I'm raising my own hand here. Uh, just taking a look at some of that stuff that, that John puts out will definitely inspire you and help you drive that culture and operate at that highest level of leadership that we're all called to. So thanks again. And uh, thanks for listening to the engaged athletic leadership podcast. The podcast you just heard was made using anchor ever thought about making your own podcast. Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's a hundred percent free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.